The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat Good day, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, too, the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and there you're going to see two videos at the top of the page. The one on the left side of the page is a Bradley show from yesterday. So if you missed that and you'd like to catch that, uh, you can do so up until 3 p.m. Eastern, at which time he'll be live in that area right there. On the right side of the page is where we're at. Click on the play button, blow it up on whatever device you got, and then look for the Rumble icon, bottom right-hand corner. Click on that. You can join us in the chat on Rumble. Uh, a lot of friends over there this morning. Good to see you guys. And uh, also, while you're there, Please subscribe to the channel, Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Sons of Liberty Radio Live is the channel on Rumble. Please subscribe. And then also we are streaming live to beforeitsnews.com, top of the page over there. And we appreciate those guys giving us a spot on their platform. Back to sonsoflibertymedia.com. Once you're there and you got your video going and everything, right up under that is where you can sign up for our email newsletter. Again, that goes out once a day. Late afternoon to early evening, and uh, that includes all of the articles we have uh, along with the morning show archive. So that's in there as well. So you'll be able to pick that up if you're signed up for the email. Now, if you uh, are not get, if you were signed up and you're not getting it and you didn't unsubscribe, <laughs> got a lot of people that say, well, I'm not getting the email anymore, but you unsubscribe from it. Um, check your spam. If it's not there, you know, hit the contact button, top of sonsoflibertymedia.com, and uh, we'll try to get you taken care of, okay? Just let us know that that's going on. But if if it's, you know, if it's in the spam, there ain't nothing I can do about that. That's going to be up to your email service provider. Um, and and they they are working too. Um, they're, they're one of these guys who have not actually, let me, let me make that point. They're one that's not made it out into any of the media showing their involvement too. We used to get this with Comcast a lot, where people, uh, Comcast would just 
indiscriminately say, yeah, we're not, we don't think you need this email. We know you signed up for it and everything, but we'd rather send you all this other stuff, but we're going to keep you from the thing you sign up from. Uh, I know they were one who did it. Uh, you probably get it from Gmail. I'm sure you get it from Gmail, uh, Hotmail and some of these other ones as well. And so if that's happening to you, that's a part of the censorship that's going on. It really is. And uh, that's one that is very rarely talked about, but it is a reality that's going on there. Uh, before we get into the topic today, it's uh, it's really interesting that this came out uh, yesterday. Well, this came out this week. John Whitehead, he's a contributor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com from the Rutherford Institute. And uh, this is the title of his article. Whether you live in a small town or a big city, the government's still out to get you. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. They can't be trusted anywhere. Man, you 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 give these people a rope and they think they want to be a cowboy. This is how men are. A little bit of power, a little bit of authority, and boy, if they don't have any good character quality, and even if they do, even if they do, they're still susceptible to that temptation to do it. And I was thinking about this, you know, all this hubbub that's going on with this guy out of uh, a country music scene. What's what's his song? I haven't even heard the song. Okay, but I know the guy's name, uh, Aldean, Jason Aldean. And try that in a small town and all this. You know, he's a real tough country guy. Do any of you remember this guy? Seriously, do you remember this guy? He's not such a tough guy. He's the guy who was on stage during the Vegas shooting in 2017 that led to the bump stock ban from the Trump administration, which most of you people out there who are still worshiping Trump, you need to understand that guy was the guy who put it on there. And you think he's pro-Second Amendment. Boy, are you lazy. Boy, are you lazy. Jason Aldean, after that, do you know what he came out and did? He attacked your rights to keep and bear arms. He was for the gun confiscators. That's that guy singing to you about try that in a small town. Yeah. I'll bet if people knew what his life was behind the scenes, they wouldn't support a thing he does. But anyway, I I thought about that with this particular article that uh, John had put out because one of the things he's he's pointing out is all the ways <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he's a punk, man. Aldean is a punk. Anyway, uh, he's a, he, I'm going to tell you he's about as un-American as they come. And if you don't like that, well, just go back and see. And if you don't want to face the facts and the reality of what's going on there, there ain't nothing I can do to help you. I'm just reminding you of who the guy. This was th- this was like what six years ago. And you can go back and see it. Anyway, uh, one of the things that Whitehead is is obviously pointing out is the various ways that government is going after its people. And of course, it, you know, if you've seen Agenda 21, if you've seen Agenda 2030, if you're aware of all these kinds of things, you realize they're not just attacking the cities. They're attacking the rural areas and the country people, too. Uh, I remember a couple of years ago. I discovered, uh, I don't know if it came through Lynn or it came through somebody else, but 
there was a there's a count that we live right on the South Carolina North Carolina line, literally on it. You know, you could almost throw a rock and be in North Carolina. And one of the things is is that there was a county in North Carolina trying to advance the whole Agenda 21 stuff, the green stuff and all this kind of stuff into our county here in, in South Carolina. And they were forming committees to work between the two counties. And you're sitting here going, who authorized you to be doing this across state lines, outside the county? These people, I'm telling you, you give them a little authority and they don't know what to do with themselves. They want more and they want more and they want more and they want to make a name for themselves and all this other stuff. And what they want to, and what they end up doing is making your life miserable. They really do. We're going to look at some of that uh, a little bit today uh, when we look at some of the things that are going on here. Let me just uh, give you this video. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it. Well, you probably have seen it. Again, the audience here is not a dumb audience. I don't, I don't treat you that way uh, because I don't think that. I think many of you are far smarter than I am, and many of you are far more informed than I am. Um, but here's the thing. You guys remember all these uh, goofy little uh, Convid 1984 dancing zombie nurses? You guys remember those guys? Yeah. Well, looks like they're going to hang up their hats on the... Whoop, let's back that up just a little bit. Looks like they're going to hang their hats up on the, uh, on the Convids dancing. And now they've got a new reason to dance. Yeah, they got a new reason to dance, and that's because the switch has been flipped, and they need to get out there and dance for climate change. They're not even doing a good Bee Gees thing. We're looking like fools dancing around the pools. For just a little while. I mean, this didn't just come out of nowhere. Th these people have been practicing this nonsense, and I don't know what this nonsense is. Oh. People just went and laid down. Oh, now they have to cover up the people <laughs> who just went and laid down. They didn't fall down dead. They're covering them up as though they died. Oh, it's the result of the climate change. <laughs> the boogeyman. This is the new boogeyman. Well, actually, it's an old one. They're just resurrecting this is the goofiness that's going on. People dying from... Uh, now look, people die every year, and I'm not trying to make light of it, but people die every year from heat where they're not getting, you know, cooled off enough. That That's just, that's been going on since time of millennia. You know, I mean... Floods happen, and people die in that. And I'll go back to Scripture with that. What did Jesus say about such things? 
He said, unless you repent, you will likewise perish. Do you understand? These things happen all the time. Romans 1, God's wrath is revealed against all ungodliness from heaven every single day. Men know there's a God because they see these things. They know their life is but a vapor, but they ignore that and they ignore the creator and they think they're wise in their own eyes, but they're really fools. Yeah, that's Romans 1. They're really fools. Why won't they learn? Well, the Bible says that they learn when God's judgments are in the earth. They don't learn at God's grace. They don't. The prophet Isaiah talks about that. They don't learn when God is gracious and merciful. to Look at the people of Israel. The covenant that God made with Israel was between him and them. It was a, it, there was a, there was blood involved in that covenant upon the people and upon the book when Moses read it to them and they said, Amen. And the moment they said, Amen, they probably should have been destroyed for breaking the covenant. And yet, for hundreds of years, God was merciful to them in spite of their violations of the covenant. Over and over and over. That's why he had to keep sending the prophets. Because they continued to violate his covenant. And he was merciful to them. And he cared for them. But here we are. We've got the uh, the convid dancing nurses. And uh, now they have changed their two-step for a little disco to promote the climate change hoax. Isn't that interesting? Well, uh, let's take a look at a few things here. In the past couple of days, we've had uh, a number of um, articles dealing with some of the stuff that's going on in the quote-unquote science world. I'm going to, boy, I, I, there's a part of me that just wants to say the sorcery world. That's really what I want to say about it. Um, just some of this stuff is so bizarre. You know, I'm going I'm to tell you, I, I struggle with some of these things like... Um, uh, the, the transplants and things. I, I think over the course of the last three years, I, I begun to kind of wonder whether or not that's really a good thing. And, and I know there's probably some people alive who've had different transplants and stuff like that who would disagree with me. That's fine. But those are, the organs are considered bloods. They're considered bloods. And you're taking that from one person you're putting into another. I don't know. There's just a lot of that stuff I'm beginning to question whether or not we ought to be doing. We ought to be involved in some of this stuff. Um, just because we can do something doesn't mean we should be doing something. Here's, here's a couple of things. I want to give you a couple of uh, examples of what they're doing with uh, human cells. And then we've got some news that has come out regarding the CIA and their MK Ultra program, some new documents on that as well. But this was from uh, Michael Snyder yesterday. And uh, <clears throat> let me just read a few of these to you. I mean, it's, it's absolutely incredible. One team of scientists in Australia just received a giant pile of money. And remember, this is where it all comes to. I'll make mention of this uh, in just a little bit. 
This is where it all goes to. A giant pile of money so they can continue to monkey around with ways of merging human brain cells with artificial intelligence. A team of researchers just got a $600,000 grant from Australia's Office of National Intelligence, or should we say national stupidity? I mean, they've, they've evidenced a bunch of that over the past couple of years, to study ways of merging human brain cells with artificial intelligence. Why? To make you stupider? I... I, I don't I, I, I don't get it. I don't know why people want to play around with that stuff. I, I don't see I don't see the um, appeal to say Elon Musk's brain chip. Now, I understand what he's talking about as far as you know people who've lost abilities and stuff like that. I get that. I, I can see an appeal to that, but knowing how they can hack stuff and all the other, eh, I think I'd probably just deal with my disability. That's me. But he goes on and he says this. These scientists have already succeeded in creating a semi-biological computer chip with some 800,000 human and mouse brain cells that was able to play a game of Pong. Well, great. Now, isn't that what you really want to do with your life? Play a game of Pong. Um, by <laughs> uh, taking a computer chip and using human and mouse brain cells to play Pong. That, that sounds like that's advantageous to the human race, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely incredible. Last year, the research team created a dish brain, a semi-biological computer chip with some 800,000 human and mouse brain cells lab-grown into its electrodes. According to New Atlas, the dish brain utilizes lab-cultivated neurons from human stem cells. The scientists were able to train the brain cells to play the classic video game Pong. The outlet added the microelectrode array at the, er at the heart of the dish brain was capable both of reading activity in the brain cells and stimulating them with electrical signals. So the research team set up a version of Pong where the brain cells were fed a moving electrical stimulus to represent which side of the screen the ball was on and how far away the paddle was, uh, how far from the paddle it was. They allowed the brain cells to act on the paddle, moving it left and right. I'm just, I'm asking the question here. <laughs> where is all this going? Where is all of this kind of study going? Where is all that going? And is it worth the amount of money that's being spent on it? Furthermore, how in any way, shape, or form is this really advantageous to people? One of the things that... You know, Scripture brings to bear comes from Psalm 139. And there we have the psalmist writing, giving praise to God for who he is and for what he's done. And here's what he says. 
beginning in verse 12, Psalm 139, excuse me, verse 11, if I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee. For thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. He's praising God for how he's been made, how he was protected, even in his infancy. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee, when I was made in secret and curious and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect, and in thy book all my members were written which in continuance were fashioned when as yet there was none of them. How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God! How great is the sum of them! And he goes on. If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with thee. Surely thou wilt slay the wicked, O God. Depart from me, therefore, ye bloody men. For they speak against thee wickedly, and thine enemies take thy name in vain. Do not I hate them, O Lord, that hate thee? Oh, wait, 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 wait. I, I hate? What? Yep. And am I not grieved with those that rise up against thee? Yep. I hate them with perfect hatred. Now, there are many in the science community that this is exactly what they are. They are those who think they have deceived themselves into thinking they're some kind of God that they can solve all problems. David says, he writes, I hate them with perfect hatred. I count them mine enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. So you have the psalmist here writing, and he's very clear about those who are against God. But he ties it up with how God has formed him, how he has protected him, how he has written down his members in his book. He recognizes the creator for who he is. He fears him and he praises him for his goodness and for his wisdom. Meanwhile, other men want to put brain chips in, want to develop biological and electronic, what do they call it, semi-biological uh, computer chips to control men. That's, what they, that's really where that's going. It's to control men. When Noah Harari was saying the things about, you know, Humans can be hacked and this, that, and the other. Well, yeah, if they want to just turn themselves over to those kinds of things, that's exactly what they can do. Exactly what they can do. They can be hacked. And I don't think it's any, I don't think it's any wonder that the guy from Moderna said the same thing, that they could hack our DNA. Same kind of stuff. And again, I, I'm questioning all these things because it isn't just it isn't just animals anymore. And I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm really against a lot of these animal testing things too. You don't see any of that in Scripture. 
Do you know why? Let me see if I can make this real clear. Because they weren't processing all their food and they weren't putting all kinds of garbage in it and calling it food. That's the main reason for all of this kind of medical stuff now. That's the main reason for it. Not all, but that's the main reason for it. Is what we take into our bodies, which is what they're putting out and calling it food. And we have an unconstitutional agency called the Food and Drug Administration that work hand in glove with not only the food companies, but also the big pharmaceuticals. Every one of the guys who head up the FDA ends up in one of these big pharma companies. Every one of them. And sometimes it works vice versa. But they're doing this stuff. And they're lying to us about what's safe, what's effective, what's really food, what's not. What we can take into our bodies, what we can't take into our bodies. See, they want to play God. They want to make up their own rules. They want to make up their own laws. They want to be the ones that people listen to, that people bow down to and worship. That's what they want. They can tell me all day long they don't, but that's exactly where they're going with it. Here's, here's the end result of what we were just talking about. It says the scientists behind these experiences, uh, experiments are promising that this new technology will have all sorts of application once it's fully developed. Well, of course it is. They want more money. They got a $600,000 grant. I mean, that's pretty small peanuts today, but they got that. Yeah, they, they, yeah this could really change the world, learning how to you know, make these things play pong. They want more money. That's why they're making the promises. The basic idea is to merge biology with AI, something that could forge new frontiers for machine learning tech for self-driving cars, autonomous drones, or delivery robots. Does that sound like something you really want happening? I'm sorry. Every <laughs> Everything that they put out on the big screen where this stuff happens, it all goes bad, doesn't it? Or did I miss something? It all goes bad. You can see exactly where it goes. You can see where some of this is happening in China. And you guys seen the videos of the little robot dogs patrolling the streets. And some of them have like a megaphone for a head and it's telling people to, you know, stay off the streets and there's a curfew and all this kind of stuff. And now we're seeing them where they're armed these little robot dogs. All this stems from this kind of thing right here. Oh, we can develop this. It's going to be so cool. You know, I guess if you're a kid and it's an RC car or something like that, that's one thing. It's a whole nother thing when it's a weapon that's being used against you. And I realize men can use these things for good, just like they can use them for evil. I get it. But nine times out of 10, it goes the evil route rather than the good route. All right. Also, this one, Team of scientists in California intends to create artificial human eggs. You want to talk about attacks on women? <laughs> the whole transgender thing is nothing but an attack on women. Okay, that whole thing. Now you've got, I mean, come on. We had to have uh, congressional hearings to hear from these young ladies who are uh, swimmers who had to undress and dress in front of this this delusional Thomas character. We, we actually, we are actually having congressional hearings on that. 
What in the world? There's no need for congressional hearings on that. Let me tell you something. Dads in those school districts and that school district, all you got to do is show up and let that boy know if you go in my daughter's dressing room, there's going to be problems. Oh, Tim, you're, you're, you're saying issue threats. I'm saying protect your daughters. The boy ought to know better. And goodness, the dads ought to know better. What in the world are you guys doing up there in Pennsylvania? What are you doing? This is not hard. I mean, even unbelievers understand this. I know unbelievers that wouldn't let that boy probably leave the leave the uh, the the dressing room alive, or at least without being crippled in some way. You go in on their daughters like that, and rightly so. But they, now we they're trying to create artificial human eggs. Why? It's to go along with the artificial um, uh, womb. That, they, that, that these delusional men want to put in their bodies to go along with their artificial vaginas that aren't vaginas, they're holes in their bodies, they're wounds. Just depraved stuff, very reprobate stuff. Here's the story. A California startup is trying to make human eggs in a lab with first-of-its-kind technology that would revolutionize the fertility market. I'll guarantee you it's not just for that. They'll take this, they'll take this kind of stuff, and they'll start raising up little kids to be their slaves in one way or another. I'll guarantee you that's where it's really directed. Biotech company Conception aims to accelerate and eventually commercialize in vitro gametogenesis. <laughs> IVG. Boy, they come up with some names here. I, want, I wonder if Mr. Wordsworth would look that up somewhere, and I'll bet he can tie it to something out there that's going to Rome. I'll, I'll guarantee you. Uh, a process that involves making human eggs and sperm in a lab from any cell in a person's body. This can mean that people struggling with infertility as well as same-sex and transgender couples. See there? Right there. It's, it, it's, to, it's really to deal with the perversions. That's what it's for. Could have their own biological children for the first time. How does God say that children come about? You know, I had somebody come in the other day in the chat, or not in the chat, in the comment section. And we were talking about Margaret Sanger and such. And I went back over there. You can read the comment if you go over there <clears throat> on the video. And one of the things that they said was, uh, they they were talking about um, going to Genesis four, and I've heard this over and over and over. There is no, there is zero evidence that the serpent had sex with Eve. There's zero evidence of it. And this person said, "Oh, well, you know, he's quoting from this, but the Greek Septuagint indicates clearly that Satan did this." No, it does not. And I put up the Greek text for them, and I said, tell me in there, there's the Septuagint right there. Show me in that, because I read it. Show me in that where that's the case. Nope. Adam knew his wife, and she conceived and brought forth a son, Cain. That's what it says. 
And yet I hear all kinds of ridiculous stuff and it goes right along with this. Now, am I saying, am I not, am I saying there was no experimentation in the past? No, obviously there was. Men haven't changed. There's nothing new under the sun. I don't doubt that's how they got giants with six fingers and six toes. I don't doubt that at all. But the fact of the matter is, is they're going to mess around with things, whereas God has, again, given things or put things in order the way they are. And what's interesting to me is you had people in the Old Testament who were infertile. They were barren. They were called barren. Rachel was barren. Her sister Leah was having all the kids. She comes to her husband uh, and, and said, Jacob, and she says, hey, give me children. He goes, well, what are you doing? God is the one who gives, who opens and closes the womb. You, you read about um, <clears throat> Hannah and how she was barren, and she prayed to the Lord, and she poured out her heart to the Lord to the point where Eli thought she was drunk. And she explained to him that she just wanted a son because her husband's other wife was having children, and she wasn't. And her husband did love her. And Eli said, let it be unto you. And she had Samuel. And then when he was of age, she made him a little linen ephod and she brought him back to the temple just like she promised God she would do. You can go to the New Testament. You can see Elizabeth there who had been that way. She had been barren. And then what happens? All of a sudden, she's got a baby boy. I mean, but who is doing it? God is opening and closing the womb. God is doing that. It is not the people. wasn't the doctors. I'm sure some of the, the women of the, the New Testament day, at least, were probably seeking out doctors. We have the one lady who had the issue of blood. And what happened with her? She had spent everything she had on doctors, and not a one of them helped her. But she touched the hem of Jesus' garment, and what happened? Immediately, immediately, not days, not weeks. She didn't have to take any kind of medicine or anything. Immediately, she was made whole. Where is that going on today? Where is the faith of the people to trust in the Lord for these things? Absolutely incredible. And now they're making up human eggs, or that's what they're telling, artificial ones. Let me give you a couple more, and then I want to get on to this issue here with these documents from the MK Ultra. Um, this is about a population drop in uh, in in Japan, and then <clears throat> this one here. The same thing has happened in the EU, and what do you think that's a result of? I think that's the result of these guys, you know, these Frankensteins mixing up their concoction and their potions in their labs and then distributing them as safe and effective against an invisible boogeyman. This one here, plummeting sperm counts threaten mankind's survival, researchers dramatically warned today. Yeah, we've warned about that. We've warned about it with the shots. We've warned about it with the EMFs. All of that. Researchers, they warn today, counts have more than halved 
since the 1970s, and the decline has only accelerated since the turn of the century, according to a global analysis. We'll start looking at the reasons why that is. Again, we, we've talked about, we, we had Corey Hillis on from EMF Solutions. I think that was the last thing that we talked about was how it affects repro, uh, EMFs affect the ability to reproduce. We talked about all those things. We've talked about it with Kate on Saturdays, which by the way, 8 a.m. tomorrow, Kate will be with us. All of this is all of this is going on. And these are just a couple of things that are happening. Okay. Now, there's also the human, tra uh, not the human trafficking, but the MK Ultra stuff. And this came out here recently. There was some new documents that uh, have revealed some things that were specifically targeted uh, ethnic-wise towards those who are considered to be black Americans. They're Americans. They just have dark skin. Okay. And uh, of course, you guys may remember we had Kathy O'Brien on. She is a survivor of the MK Ultra program. I think it was specifically the Monarch program. Her father sold her into it in exchange from going from a worm farmer to a multi-million dollar guy with uh, multiple defense contracts. He also sold her brothers and sisters into the program too. I mean, I, if you can even imagine that, I just, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't understand the mindset you have to get in to sell your kids into something like that. I, I just, I don't, no matter how poor you are, I just, I don't understand it. I don't get it. But this was from Kit Clarenberg. And I'll just give you the update here and then I want to play a video for you. And all of this is evidence as to why the CIA needs to be abolished too. Right along with the FBI, the whole DC construct there, the crime syndicate that it is, all of it needs to be abolished. It's become a home of demons. That's what it, I don't know any other way to say it. Uh, that's what it's become. This is what uh, Kit points out with regard to this, um, this, this new file dump here from MKUltra. He says, in a groundbreaking investigation, renowned anthropologist Orisanmi Burton has blown the lid off a dark chapter in CIA history. Classified agency files recently obtained through freedom of information laws. I mean, can you believe that we're still having to, to obtain these files on this MK Ultra? And it's been out for decades. Exposed shocking ties between the infamous MK Ultra program and nightmarish experiments on prisoners of color within the United States. Burton's findings expose MKUltra's sinister mission to develop psychological warfare and behavioral manipulation tactics specifically aimed at people of color under the guise of counterinsurgency. Unbelievably, these barbaric trials were conducted during a turbulent era when numerous U.S. government agencies relentlessly sought to crush the civil rights movement and prisons brimmed with political radicalism. Hmm. This disturbing revelation puts the CIA's actions into sharp focus, revealing a ruthless bid to quell black resistance, both on the streets and behind bars. But it doesn't stop there. 
Burton's disclosures raise urgent and profound questions about the far-reaching impact of these operations, both in the past and unsettling even today. Among those haunting questions is whether the agency actively pursued a a race-specific mind control weapon. And I, well, of course they did. Of course they did. Because they're racist at heart. (laughs) An idea that strikes at the very core of ethical and moral boundaries. As the nation grapples with this revelation, one thing is certain. Burton's expose demands answers and accountability for the harrowing atrocities committed in the name of national security. It's always in the name of national security. And they keep trying to cover up themselves and their crimes with that little phrase right there. Frankly, I think we ought to pitch national security out and everything ought to be out in the open. Because if it was, guess what? We wouldn't be getting ourselves in a bunch of stuff we're, we're involved in right now. Nor would we from years gone by. The truth must be unveiled and justice served for those who suffered under the relentless grip of MK Ultra's clandestine horrors. And uh, he goes on, it is lengthy. Uh, this is a very lengthy um, article. Uh, there are some images here as well. He, I think there's a graph down here. There's also uh, documentation in which you can see uh, some of the things that they would do. And I highly recommend you check it out. I mean, we just don't have time to go through every little thing here uh, as to what was going on. But uh, I'll tell you, uh, notice what they did here. They even employed the the correctional officers inside the prisons here. Look at what it says. Correctional officers became therapists. It is an admirable undertaking to make them semi-professionals, but I have seen these former correctional officers practice aversion therapy with prisoners. The prisoners start gagging as they retrace the steps of their crimes. The scene was quite revolting both for those who watched and those who took part, yet... There is still no evidence that anybody has been cured. Yeah. There's a cure. There is a cure. It's called repentance. Repentance towards God and faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. That will bring relief. They weren't trying that, though, were they? Nope, they're trying to control them. They're trying to control them. And... uh, This is what our government has been a part of. This is what they've been doing. I'm going to play this other one. This is a report on the CIA mind control and then obviously the human trafficking side of this, uh, which is somewhat relevant in the day, you know, with a lot of the talk of, of child trafficking. I want to play this again. This is uh, this is from Greg Reese. And then I want to pick up a couple of things from Scripture as we close out the show. Check it out. In 1987, Tallahassee, Florida police responded to an anonymous phone tip about six malnourished children covered in bug bites and scratches being accompanied by two well-dressed men in a public park. The two men were arrested for child abuse and suspicion of trafficking children across state lines. And so the U.S. Customs Service, the Washington Metropolitan Police Department, and the FBI all got involved. 
The two men arrested had multiple fake IDs and were found to be members of a group known as the Finders. The Finders owned multiple properties in the D.C. area. Now, let me, I just want to pause just a second. Two guys, all these agencies and the police department getting involved in everything. You got one guy illegitimately in the White House and his son, both traitors. The evidence is clear they're traitors to this country. And these people aren't getting involved in squat. In fact, they're running interference for them. Just, just something to think on as you're watching this. The investigation of these properties reportedly found evidence of child pornography and photographs of three children and three white-robed men dismembering two goats. The children described a harsh learning environment where a man known as the Game Caller was in charge of everyone and could talk to the adults with a computer in the van. One of the games they played was responding to local newspaper advertisements for babysitters, tutors, and anything else that could get them into a family's home where they would then gather as much information as possible about the family's habits, identity, and occupation. The finders were labeled a satanic cult and the media sensationalized it for a full week until the investigation was called off. It was reported that the mothers of the children were members of the finders and that the two men had the full consent of the parents to be transporting them. The media narrative then blamed their own sensationalism, claiming that the whole thing was blown out of proportion and that the finders were just a harmless 1960s style hippie community. Years later, the reports of U.S. Customs Special Agent Ramon J. Martinez began bringing attention back to the matter. Martinez claimed that evidence included the intent to traffic children, the ordering of children from Hong Kong through the Chinese embassy, the instructions on the impregnation of female members of the finders, and a library of books on the subjects of mind control and terrorist warfare strategy. Martinez claimed that every attempt to review evidence was blocked and was finally told by a member of the Metropolitan Police Department that the finders had come under the protection of the CIA, who claimed jurisdiction by deeming it an internal matter and had the entire case labeled secret. The leader of the finders, Marion Petty, bragged about infiltrating the CIA. His wife, Isabel, worked for the CIA, and their son worked for the CIA-run Air America. Finder members' passports revealed travel visas to places such as North Korea, North Vietnam, and Russia, all approved by the U.S. State Department. This resurfaced evidence inspired outrage and an investigation was launched. The Department of Justice began investigating allegations that the CIA had used a front company run by a commune to train agency employees. Their investigation resulted in a verdict of no evidence of CIA interference and no evidence of criminal activity with the finders. During this same time period, was the McMartin preschool scandal, wherein hundreds of parents reported that their children had suffered satanic sexual abuse at a preschool in Manhattan Beach, California. And for some reason, evidence seized from the finders included a map of this same preschool. It seems to be the norm. Kindercare, the biggest preschool chain in America, 
was owned by Henry Kravis, who was a close associate of former CIA director George Bush. Kindercare has been accused by several parents for child abuse and satanic ritual abuse. Former Clinton Foundation official Joel Getz operated a huge chain of kindergartens in China where several parents complained that their children were molested. Just as the CIA and their partner groups manage the media, Hollywood, and the worldwide drug trade, they also manage the human slave trade. And as bad as the symptoms are, we need to be focused on the disease if we ever want to end this. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. All right, so <clears throat> you see what they've been involved in. I, I, you, can, you can imagine even what they were involved in early on as to why JFK said that he wanted to splinter them into a thousand pieces and scatter them to the wind. But anyway, um, yeah, you know, Stuffy, I'm going to tell you, you're just wrong, man. I mean, scripture right there says it. We're having an issue where somebody's having a problem with the fact that Cain was Adam's son and he wasn't in his line. Well, what is it when you know your wife and you have offspring? Is that not part of your line? Yeah, it absolutely is. And if you go on down through four, you'll see where it carries out from there. Well, what's going on? He's still having people that come be behind him. By the way, let me just point out, they're not having demon-human hybrids in that passage. They're having other people, other men, the genealogy's there. I mean, it's very clear. It's very clear. I don't know why people want to kick against that, but it's very clear. Genesis 4 1 is clear. I mean, you don't get no clearer than that. My kids can understand that. With that said, again, going back to the body, going back to what real science is. You know, Paul warned Timothy and he said, you know, you've got to beware of those who are engaged in, engaged in pseudoscience. They're false science or science falsely called. All right. And one of the things is, is that we know that God has made us not only because we've seen it in Genesis chapter one uh, and two and the forming, and then we can also see even biologically, we can see even when the person dies, when people die, what do they return to? They dissolve. They go back to the dust from which they were formed. That's what they do. We can try to preserve it all we want. We can do, you know, what the Egyptians did with the mummies. We can take our embalming fluid now and we can do all that kind of stuff. But eventually, we're going back to dust. The body goes back to dust. And the people of the scriptures had a healthy respect for the body. In fact, God has a respect for the body. He formed it. He made it. He told the people what to put into the body so that it would function properly. Told them what not to put in it because, yeah, it's going to cause you some harm. And yet... We see when he called his prophet Jeremiah, notice what Jeremiah says about himself. Jeremiah chapter 1, the words of Jeremiah, the son of Hilkiah, of the priests that were in Anathoth in the land of Benjamin, 
to whom the word of the Lord came in the days of Josiah, the son of Ammon, king of Judah, in the thirteenth year of his reign. It came also in the days of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, unto the end of the eleventh year of Zedekiah, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, unto the carrying away of Jerusalem, captive in the fifth month. And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Listen, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, or I set thee apart. And I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Isn't that interesting? From before the forming in the womb, okay? <laughs> Stuffy, really. You're just talking off the top of your head, bro. You need you need to correct yourself. You really do. Um, he's saying that God knew him and that he called him before he formed him. It's kind of this, it's kind of the same kind of deal that you see with John the Baptist. That he was filled with the Holy Spirit from his mother's womb. So much so that when he heard the voice of Mary, he leaped for joy. Now, how does this tie in with some of the things that we've talked about here? Well, let's go to what Jesus says here. Because all of these people get all these grants, all this money. They're praised for their work. They get all these prize, Nobel Prizes and all this other stuff, right? They're highly esteemed among men. Luke chapter 16, beginning at verse 13, we read this the other day. No servant, uh, no servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or either he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. And the Pharisees also, who were covetous, they were idolaters. Covetous man is an idolater, is what Paul says. Heard all these things, and they derided him. And he said unto them, Ye are they which justify yourselves before men, but God knoweth your hearts. For that which is highly esteemed among men is abomination in the sight of God. I'm telling you right now what's passing for science this day. Much of it is highly esteemed among men. Oh, we can do great things with this. We've got real, this is really promising, but it's an abomination before God. It's an abomination before God. And John warns us not to believe every spirit, but to try the spirits, whether they are from God. False prophets don't just walk among the church. They're all around us. Some of them got some white lab coats going on. Some of them are in our own government. Bradley, be with you at 3. Catch him then, and then we'll be back with you in the morning, Lord willing, 6 a.m. right now, or 8 a.m. Kate Shimrani, see you then.